One of the uh, more wonderful things that happens in a parish community over the course of a year is, um, is our RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. Uh, it is our opportunity as a, a faith community to help those who want to become a part of us, who want to share in our faith, um, to help them to come into the church, to know, you know as best we can, uh, to help them to prepare uh, to do that. And then, uh, of course, many are received through confirmation and, and, and First Communion for them. Others, uh, of course, through baptism at the Easter Vigil. And the participants in the RCIA, they're, they're always uh, full of lots of questions. Um, questions that show a, a deep curiosity. Uh, questions that are sometimes challenging for those who are uh, presenting uh, on any particular evening. And uh, a lot of very insightful questions as well. And one of those questions every year involves the crucifix. You know, why do Catholics keep the body of Jesus on the cross while other Christian churches simply use a, a plain cross? It's a good question. It's uh, actually a very important question. So just hang on to that for a moment. You know, when we uh, hear Luke, which we're doing in this uh, year C of the, the church's uh, uh, time, Luke shows Jesus in prayer very often. And each time that he does this, something very profound is revealed. And in our passage today, Luke takes great pains to place Jesus' conversation with his disciples in the context of prayer. And it must have been greatly startling, to say the least, to have Jesus interrupt his prayer and ask his disciples, who do the crowds say that I am? And of course, the disciples answered his question by sharing with him the speculations about what they had heard. But Jesus then pushes aside their answers and he becomes very direct with them. And he challenges the disciples to look inward and tell him very, very plainly, who do you, who do you say that I am? And the disciples, at first, are silent. You know, they didn't know. Because Jesus' real identity had not yet uh, been unveiled to them. However, you know, Jesus was a mystery that pulled them deeper into his own life. And then Peter has this moment of revelation that that must have astonished his companions. You know, he, he shouts out, you are the Christ of God. And Christ, of course, is the, the Greek for Messiah. Uh, so for these men, for all of the people to whom Jesus was preaching, he was the answer that they were looking for, the one who had come to save them. So Jesus had to have been pleased by Peter's revelation, but then, 
Then he goes on and he adds something which all of us still struggle to understand. And Jesus said, I am the Christ of God, and I am going to suffer. It's a contradiction, a great contradiction. These people are are thinking that Jesus came as the Messiah, as as, uh, someone who was going to lead a conquering army and throw off, uh, you know, the the power of Rome and everybody else and and anything else that, that got in their way. And so it is a contradiction to admit that he was the Christ and then to say that God's Son was meant to suffer. And so this is very shocking. And Jesus had to ask the disciples not to tell anyone because what was going to happen was very different from what they were expecting and they were not yet prepared for it. And it would not have been understood. And we really have not yet gotten over this as well. We still do not want to acknowledge that Jesus had to suffer. All Christian denominations, we all come together and celebrate Easter Sunday. But most Christian denominations ignore Good Friday. They let it pass without notice. Too many of us allow ourselves to focus solely on the promised heaven while overlooking the suffering that took place in order to open heaven for us. And many Christians look at a crucifix a cross with the body of Christ hanging on it, and then they ask we who are Catholics, well, don't you believe in the resurrection? You know, and if you do, then why do you keep his body on the cross? Well, we keep the body on the cross because we cannot afford to forget what it took to bring us the resurrection in the first place. We cannot afford to forget what it took to win forgiveness for our sins, which, of course, we all continue to, to do. And we cannot forget this first, that Jesus had to suffer and die. And we also keep Jesus' body on the cross to remind ourselves of the cost of discipleship. And Jesus says, whoever wishes to be my follower must deny his very self Take up his cross daily and follow me. And that is not an easy thing for any of us to hear. We don't want to hear it. And it is less easy for us to fulfill. But we must not forget the cross. 
we must not forget the cross. And what is our cross? If we, like Peter, are able to acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ of God, he is the one who came to save us, and therefore we wish to follow him, then we have to be prepared for the responsibility that comes with being a Christian. And there is a great deal of responsibility for those of us who carry that name on our heads and in our hearts. The cross is a choice to give up our lives, to give up our wants, our desires, and to place ourselves in service to the Lord. To place ourselves in love and out of love in service to one another. You know, in a, a rather small way, we are reminded today with Father's Day of what you men are called to be about in your lives as husbands and fathers to give up your life for your family. A few weeks ago, you know, the same with Mother's Day, for the women here to give up your life for your family, but it also goes beyond that. To give up your very selves for the other, whether that be a spouse, a child, or your neighbor, we all heard the phrase, well, I guess that's my cross to bear. But the cross is not a hardship that comes to us unbidden. You know, a bad marriage is not the cross that Jesus tells us to pick up. Bad grades, no. Bad luck, not at all. A boss who makes life difficult. You know, that's, that's not it. The cross is a choice to surrender ourselves to God, wholly, completely. And that is difficult. You know, which is why Jesus said that we must do it every day of our lives. Luke is concerned with teaching us what it means to be a real disciple of Jesus Christ. And very few of us are called to be martyrs, but all of us are called to a life of sacrificial love. Again, of, of just of giving ourselves over to God and allowing that to be lived out in love for the other. And when our donations are taken up and then placed on the altar in the form of bread and wine, I will say, Father James, every priest will say, pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We're laying it on the line when we do that. And the question today from Jesus himself is this. Have we, in fact, 
made a sacrifice. You know, when we look at the crucifix, we see a man in pain. Have we ourselves crawled onto that Christ with Jesus and risked the sacrifice and pain that inevitably come to someone trying to live the gospel? And do we treat all people equally as encouraged in Paul's letter today? Or are we afraid of the ridicule that might come with that? You know, do we allow ourselves to encounter the homeless who, who hold out their hands to us, or do we cross the street to get away from them? Do we want to be politically correct, or do we tell the truth and face that truth and all that it might bring to us? And will we call the co-worker to task for gossip, the crude language, the questionable behavior? Or do we avoid the confrontation in the name of, you know, live and let live? We keep Jesus' body on the cross to remember what it took for him to save us and to remember what we too must do.